Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Vegas Voice Last Word. I'm the publisher, Dan Roberts, and our goal is to get everybody acquainted with all the wonderful people, and maybe some not so wonderful, who are running for political office in the upcoming year. This time, we do have a wonderful person, and I'm very glad to introduce Michelle Romero to the set. I thank you so much. Michelle is running for mayor of the city of Henderson. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I guess the number one question that I have, and it's going to be for everybody, is why would anybody get involved in politics under these given circumstances? It's a good question, and I get asked it a lot. I was raised to believe that you need to give back to your community when you have the ability to do so. And my parents were adamant about that. And their entire lives, they set an example of public service and just community service. They, they didn't hold public office. They didn't um, you know, have anything formal, but they always gave back and they always um, served their fellow man. And so I actually started my career with the city of Henderson and was there for 25 years. Learned the ins and outs of the city throughout the 25 years. I ran the redevelopment department for nine years, investing, um, attracting investment to our older parts of the city, mm-hmm. making sure that they have amenities that the sa- that the newer parts had. And I just found that 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 was my niche, you know, serving our city and and making things happen and and making sure that our citizens had what they need. I love to do it, and I'm good at it. And so after I retired from the city. I knew I still had a lot that I could give. So I ran for office the first time, was elected in 2019. I've been able to help many, many people Mm -hmm. and I enjoy it. And I I, I like finding win-win solutions. And that led me to, now that Deborah's termed out, to wanting to, to run for mayor. I have a very unique background with my public service. After I retired, I also opened my own business. So I'm a small business owner. And it, it, I have a really unique perspective, and I, I have the ability to see both sides and, and make things happen. And you've been on the city council for how long? Since 2019. Was it an eye-opening experience? Was it something like, oh, my God, this is horrible, or if I was mayor, I can do this or do that? Talk a little bit about your experience. Because, wait, again, the reason why I ask you that, Michelle, is that you said you were a business owner. Mm-hmm. So you knew how to run a business. You knew that if you made a decision— that was it. Right, wrong, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But now you got to work with people. I do. Okay. How was it? How was it different, or how was it the same or how, with the city council? It wasn't a lot different for me because of the years that I worked at the city. Mm-hmm. All of my experience at the city was working with public, working with business owners, working with developers, and and. I was fortunate because in redevelopment, it's a little bit different. Most times, city government is very um, regulatory. With redevelopment, it was more development-related. And so somebody would come into our office with an idea of what they wanted to do, whether it be a business or a development opportunity, and they'd say, I have this idea. And then we'd sit down and figure out how to make it happen. And I worked very closely with our our council at the time Mm -hmm. to see those things through to fruition. 
And so I knew exactly what I was walking into. I knew how the city operates. I know how their policies are. I know who does what. And so for me, there really wasn't a learning curve and I was able to hit the ground running and I didn't really have any surprises. I, 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 you know, you can't, you can't make everybody happy all the time. And I expected that because I've, I've, I've experienced it in the, in those 25 years. I try my very best to make people as happy as they possibly can be with, with an outcome. But you can't make everybody happy, and and I've I've learned to try to minimize that as much as possible. Okay. Well, for the people who live in Sun City, mm-hmm. Anthem, McDonald Ranch, mm-hmm. those are our readers, and you are way too young to even read our magazine. So that's we don't want to even go I'm, into that. I'm not, but we won't get into that. We won't go into that. <laughs> what can you tell the average citizen resident of Sun City? Listen, we should vote for Michelle because you feel that in. for the reasons that I that I just listed out, I. I love Henderson. I was raised here. I had a wonderful life. It it gave me the ability to find the career I wanted, to have the schooling I wanted. I wasn't privileged. I didn't have a privileged upbringing, but I had everything I needed. And now I raised my kids here, and now some of my grandkids are being raised here. And I want to see them have the same experience that I did the same opportunities, the same amenities, and I want them to get better and better and better. For the seniors, I, I, I see the changes. I've been here forever. I was, I'm a native of Henderson. And so uh, when I was in high school, Henderson had roughly fifteen to 17,000 people mm-hmm. living here. We now have 330,000. Yeah. So I've seen the growth and I've seen how it's developed. And I see the pitfalls, and I see where you know where we can do better, and also where we we do really really well. And here's one of the questions that I've been asked is that with the tremendous growth in Henderson, mm-hmm. West Henderson, I believe, tremendous growth. Yes. Uh, and you just go down the road by the M, and and you see all the building that it construction. Mm-hmm. It's really incredible. And then one of the questions comes up is, well, is there going to be enough water for everybody? And yeah. I don't know how you're able to put the two together. So, so remember that we, we never, ever have a development in a, in a vacuum. We have a, a land use plan that plans out years and years and years in advance for what types of development will happen in a certain area. And we share that information and build that information into the projections we have working with the Southern Nevada Water Authority. So those, those water usage projections are being thought of years in advance. We work with them very, very closely. But remember, the vast majority of water waste is not in uh, water that's used in buildings. That goes into a drain and is recycled and reused. Almost all of it can be reused. Where we have trouble is the landscaping mm-hmm. and, and all of the, the turf that we have around that you can't, you can't recover that water. And so mu- much of our efforts are in removing that turf that is not usable that you know is just pretty but it, it doesn't really have a purpose for recreational activities and things like that that can save millions and millions and millions of gallons every single year so while we do have very strict um p- preservation rules in place we're also focusing on removal of the turf how can we better design our Parks so that they uh, they they use water efficiently. Um, what technology is there to make sure that the the we're not overwatering or things like that? There's all kinds of new technology, and it's a combination of many things, including planning out with the Southern Nevada Water Authority what 
we have in stock for a rainy day. And right now we have about eight years worth of water saved up and that will continue. We're always looking for other opportunities. We're always looking for how to better prepare. What we also are doing, you know, we're not the only ones. In fact, we probably have the smallest allocation of water from the Colorado River. And we have many up users and then we have some down users. We're doing more to conserve than any other state around us. And we need to start working with the other states to have them better understand how their lack of conservation is impacting us. And those conversations are happening also. And you mentioned you've been a Henderson resident for how many years? Since birth. So, so 54 about, years. About 20 years ago. <laughs> 54 years. Did you ever imagine the growth between the, no. especially on Water Street? I mean, that has just been a... Fantastic changeover. So I've, I've told this story before to, to people, but when I was in high school, I got teased a lot for living in Henderson because back then they called it Hendertucky. You know, we had the cloud from the, from the, the Timette plants and, and other plants. And it, it wasn't the, the wonderful community that we have today. It was a great community, mm -hmm. but it wasn't what we have today. And through really great planning and foresight of previous councils and, and um, le uh, city leaders and chambers of commerce, we've, we've been able to turn it into this. But as far as Water Street goes, that was my project mm -hmm. as redevelopment manager. And so I always knew the potential. So we, 20 years ago, started planning for what could be one day. And we're there. Every, every time I'm, I live very close to Water Street, so every time I go down there, I just want to do a little cheer because I'm so excited about the progress that has taken place, how active and vibrant it is, and how much there is to do for families. Yeah, it's just great. I'm going to put you on the spot. Quick question. Okay. Oakland A is going to move here? We're going to have a baseball team here? You know, I don't know. We, you know, they, they keep coming back and visiting us, but we haven't, I don't think they've made a decision and we've provided them the information they've asked of us as has other, have other locations right. and entities. And so I don't know where they'll land, but whatever whatever they decide to do, we'll make sure it's a good deal for Henderson if, if that's the way they choose to go. Fair enough. In the uh, few moments we have left, maybe 30 seconds or less, what would you like the average citizen in Henderson, especially the Sun City, what do you want them to know about you? And they, if, when you become mayor, this is what you can promise them, if, it'll, if anything. Go ahead with that. I'm available. Uh, I can't tell you the number of people who are surprised when they email me or they call me or or whatever, and I, I respond. And I'm shocked that they are shocked. Right. <laughs> and, and so if you have an issue, if you have some kind of concern or an idea, I, I, I am asked, you know, I answer those questions. I respond. I, if there's an issue, I get involved. And there are people who can attest to that, who have come to me with a problem and said, Hey, this, this is a really big problem for us. How can we make it better? And we've resolved their issue. And, and they're very happy with the fact that, that I'm available and I'm invested. And if people want more information, Henderson, obviously people want more information, a website, how do they get a hold of you or how do they contribute? How do they help you? VoteMichelleRomero.com. It's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-R-O-M-E-R-O. VoteMichelleRomero.com. Well, I thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back as we get closer, and hopefully you'll have more and more news, and you'll tell us when we can get the good seats for the Oakland A's. All right. That's right. That's a deal. You got yourself. I thank you. 
And this is Dan Roberts for the last word saying we will see you again real soon.